0: everyone how's it going welcome back to the water cooler podcast my name is marley silverbrand as always and today i am joined by a really special guest she she is the host of stoned and social uh you can follow that podcast pretty much anywhere uh natalie how are you doing today
1: i'm doing really well marley i love that you said like i'm marley silverbrand as always like sometimes you're not sure if that's who you are (laughs)
0: Yeah, sometimes I'm just like in another dimension and just I like, uh, yeah, but I get that. Yeah, yeah, there's 2020 Marley and then there's 2021 Marley. So it's like, edgy. yeah, yeah, just just got to get that energy <laughs> all flowing through me. But uh, Natalie, as I mentioned, you're, you're the host of Stoned and Social, which is my number one favorite podcast on the Internet. Thank you. Like it's it's so it's such a unique like concept and premise where you just get on and you get stoned with, like, just anyone. So just it's anyone, like, yeah. Right?
1: Like it's stoned and social. And thank you. I appreciate you saying it's your favorite podcast on the web. I love your podcast. I love hearing you talk about television shows that, like, I don't have time to watch or the attention. And so I appreciate it. Um, I always say that my podcast is the number one cannabis podcast on the internet, which I'm just hoping if I keep saying it enough, it will happen.
0: It, it will happen. It, it will, will happen. happen. But where where did this concept like come from? Like obviously like you you partake in uh, THC products. So <laughs> like where like did, did it just happen just like you're just chilling with friends and just like
1: Well, I'm I'm super I'm one of those weird people who I only used drugs throughout my life to kind of look inward. I was always about that journey to be like, ooh, what like, you know, it's it's absolutely fun to just do weed for like the hell of it and to giggle at bad movies, but I like doing cannabis and other, you know, drugs so that I can look inward and really ask myself some deep questions or work things out in my mind. I'm a I'm a chronic like overthinker. And so for me, when I am i am using cannabis, I feel like I have more time to sit and think about things. I feel like I get to slow my thoughts down a little bit more. And so I just thought, wouldn't it be cool if there was a podcast where people were talking and they were stoned, but you know, they're also offering some information, some valuable information, some insight, some goofiness and some insight. You know, we try to keep it balanced, but I didn't just want it to be a podcast where we were stoned and like, oh, I like, couldn't keep our words together while we were stoned. And so if you listen to like the first season of the podcast, you may notice, like I say a lot of times, I'm too stoned for this. And that was the truth. That was like way too stoned. But now I've, I found my level and I'm good.
0: I I think that's what's the fascinating thing about just weed in general is that. It like affects people in different ways and just the reactions like I get from people, just Mm -hmm. like when I'm with a group of people and I I get stoned with like my friends and just, I don't know, just like whether it's a giggling, uh, uh, a giggling moment or we're just having like this really deep like conversation. Mm -hmm. Uh, Like, and I I think that's your podcast in a nutshell and I, I love it so much. Yeah, there's Um,
1: there's definitely some of my friends who just are like, we don't want to get stoned with you (laughs) because you're not going to, you're not going to get goofy with us. You're going to want to ask us like, what's the meaning of life and what would happen if aliens were to come down today? How would we like make peace with them? And so I definitely have some friends who are like, if you just want to get stoned and watch Adventure Time, like don't pick Natalie or at least tell her that's the plan before you do it. (laughs) (laughs) Because otherwise, yeah, I will be social.
0: But um, I enjoy kind of like, like kind of both worlds. Like I'm 50, 50. Like there's yeah. times where I'm just like, I just want to sit down and watch community yeah. and just, and just like,
1: <gasps> I'm just that right
0: now. Really? Yeah, have, I've never this seen is your it. your first time? Oh, my God. I'm
1: a community <laughs> virgin. Like, I'm I'm one of those people who, again, I, like, I used to not own a TV for a long time, not, any, not in, like, a hipster way, but just in a, hey, I'm, like, a, you know, I like doing other shit, like, being outside. So, I missed a lot of shows when they were out, and Community was one of those shows. I'm a huge Joel McHale fan, and so I really wanted to watch it but I never got to sit down and do it and the pandemic has been amazing for me binge watching things and community has been one of those
0: right uh I, I really like that you say that Joe McHale is like your favorite because I thought I was the only one ever no. to <laughs> he like I, he's, such a, he's such a girl he's such like an interesting comedian just like kind of like just dark dark humor almost like a Jim yes. Gassian in a way
1: yes and he I grew up with The Soup. I used to watch it all the time. I'm super into comedy. I'm like, I always say, like, I'm a comedy whore. Like, I love comedy shows. I've done stand up, you know, just on a whim before. A lot of my friends are comedians. And here in Washington, D.C., the comedy scene is really close knit, but it's it's it is like a it's a community here. And so I definitely love any kind of comedy that kind of pushes the edge and isn't kind of generic and I love that about my Hale. He's very, you know, like you said, he has a very unique style of comedy and I appreciate it. Right.
0: You you said that you you've done stand-up like in the DC area. Like what was that like? <laughs> like
1: <laughs> a lot of like, people like tried to urge me. They're like, oh do it, do it. And I kept being like, uh ah. like I I am one of those people who I talk a lot of shit. And I do professional speaking and I've been a child actor. I was in pageants growing up. So I have no problem speaking in front of crowds like people who say, oh, my gosh, when I see like a room full of people and I have to talk to them, like I freeze up like not me. I love talking to people and I love being in front of an audience. And so I just talk a lot of crap and I talk all the time. And I think it's one of those things where if you're just talking to me, we're just going to be shooting the shit. And so I just kind of channeled that into a comedy like a five minute comedy set and I've done it a few times. I can't really remember my jokes because I am more of like observational humor and I just talk off the cuff about whatever's happening with me. Right basically kind of like what we're doing now and what in we're a way, doing but, now but, yeah yeah uh, uh more scary like a stage and a spotlight and
0: yeah oh uh, like our friend sammy sammy saga
1: yeah <laughs> <laughs> just like uh, just i yes. don't know like
0: we uh met on that show and it was just it was bizarre. we won't talk much about it because it's <laughs> Sammy's it. not here or something <laughs> but just giant to- giant toilet. I'll just yes. end it right there. Yeah,
2: yeah. Giant <laughs> toilet.
0: Go listen. Yeah, I, I, it yeah, out. exactly. But um, <laughs> but listen to this one first. Uh, then then listen to the. Yeah, uh, then your, go back.
1: Yeah, listen to this. Finish this all the way through, and then go listen to Sammy.
0: Yeah, exactly. But
1: before Sammy, listen to Stoned and Social. Yeah, uh,
0: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so it goes water cooler. Yeah. Stoned and Social, and then maybe Sammy. Yeah,
1: yeah. Very sorry,
0: Sammy. <laughs> it, I'm not. <laughs> but, but, but yeah, uh, yeah, I've always honestly been afraid to do stand up, stand up comedy just because I like I i respect people that do it, which I have like this huge respect just because just getting up on stage, it's always been, it's always been nervous to me, which is, mm-hmm. which, is which is weird because like I do this podcast now. Yeah. And like, not saying a lot of people listen to this show, but You've like I still listeners. have an audience. I still yeah. have an audience. So it's like, I don't understand, like... I, I think it's just because it's just me talking to a microphone right now and, in my room. That's what stand-up
1: is. Like, it's just you talking in microphone. I, I, again, I really wish I could experience this. I'm, I'm so weird. I am one of those people who... Like, it's very, very hard for me to get embarrassed. Like, I just don't have that bone in my body. And so for me, stand up was more about me remembering my jokes because I am a stoner. And I also just have bad short-term memory for whatever reason and so I went up with like my jokes written on my hand just to remind myself you know like okay get to this joke now and go to that joke so it wasn't it wasn't so scary and once you're up there I did it on my birthday for the first time so a lot of people were super friendly to me and I even said like it's my birthday but like don't think that means you have to laugh like I only want your real laughs but I think people were just being nice because it was also my birthday.
0: Right. It, it's almost like like should you have even mentioned that? Maybe a more genuine, <laughs> genuine reaction. I just say that every not, time not I do stand up, terrible, but. all the other times
1: I've just said it's my birthday too. Just, just you know, I've already done it once now, so i just keep it going. Every time I do stand up, it's my birthday. That's how I yeah, open right. up all the time. I'm like, it's my birthday, and everyone's like, woo, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Free drinks when I used to drink, like it works out. Try that if you're gonna do stand up. That's my advice. <laughs> Start right. with it's my birthday and okay, see and then see what go happens. from there <laughs> yeah see what no, happens
0: no material just it's my just birthday. go yeah,
1: yeah just go with it go with that
0: yeah like i honestly wanted to do it last year but you know um a certain little uh <laughs>
1: the world's ending
0: yeah, yeah yeah the world started ending <laughs> and then i, I was hoping things would start opening up like this year mm. and i can just go do it but apparently half the country is frozen right now yeah so yeah. it's like i don't know i don't know when i'll get a chance to do it but
1: I'm super jealous of how you said that, by the way. You were like, but apparently half the world is frozen. Only someone who's in the half of the world that's not frozen, like, says that. California? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I am in D.C. and we've been dumped. Like, I'm looking at my little Fitbit. It says it's 29 degrees right now. Oh, my God. So I'm just so, I'm so jealous when you say that I had to scrape ice off of my car today, make sure I didn't accidentally slip on ice. like. Super. I really miss living in California. This is when I start to regret life decisions. Right. snows, yeah.
0: Well, if it makes you feel any better, like I grew up in I I spent 20 years of my life like growing up in the mountains of California and I would have to do Tough. that every winter. <laughs> and it was like it was like that everyone says like, "Oh, yeah, California has such great weather." Like most of it does, but mm. like when you start getting up to like Tahoe and just, yeah. up, getting up north. Like yeah. I remember waking up and seeing like fog like in my breath and just like <laughs> i'm just like i could see my breath and just like i i know exactly how you feel like scraping the ice off of windows and Thank stuff you. like that but it's sympathy I, winter pains i'm really glad that i live in the central valley now where if it's like last night it was like 70 like 60 degrees oh like uh, at night. And I'm like, uh, okay. <laughs> so, uh, so sorry for all those people. I like, I, I feel, I feel for you, Natalie, and I feel for <laughs> everyone in Texas. But it's
1: okay. I went to school on a tropical island. So this is kind of my, you know, paying it forward now. Right. You're just, you're, you're <laughs> it's just catching up. It's like catch up. Yeah. Uh, it's okay with me. Yeah. But, and, and and know what Ted Cruz feels for you, too. I know. I feel like he's going to where I wanna <laughs> he, yeah. he's like, want like, to go. I'm just going to I'm just I'm just dropping them off. I'm not staying. I w- never, never was going to stay the suitcase. Ah, sunscreen, sunscreen mask. No, Before
0: we started recording, I see it's been blowing my mind through 2020 and even this year that The Simpsons. I've been running mm. for like 30 years and it, like every single time like something major happens like this year or even last year they someone posts like a oh the simpsons did it already where yeah. it's like oh my god like it's-
1: I read a really great piece about why that happened because I used to be a simpsons fan when I was a kid and then I kind of grew out of it and I just stopped thinking it was funny I shifted to south park and never looked back and simpsons has explained you know the creators have explained a little bit on why they're so on the nose with things they do a lot of like culture cultivating and seeing what's happening right now and then trying to predict some future events and i kind of feel like they have some some secret some secret portal into like our timeline or something
0: yeah i they're definitely from like an alternate universe and they're yeah. just they they're just they're just coming back to it's basically like Back to the Future too, but yeah. there it's like an entire 30, uh, 30 years of The Simpsons. Yeah, so I mean, like,
1: this is a good plan. I've always thought if I was coming from an alternate timeline, I would give myself lottery numbers or something or stock or something. Like, I would never believe myself if I said, hey, buy GameStop game, stop, stock. But, <laughs> <laughs> but, I do like, not
0: understand that <laughs> one bit by the way like oh did you not
1: get into it no (laughs) oh man i made some money i made some good money
0: really yeah Yeah. i'm excited i I haven't i don't know like i know like stocks like a little bit like i know like within my company like i I invest and like grows money over time it's like that's the whole (laughs) point invest investing but investing in gamestop a dying retail company and and amc that we don't even know they're gonna last like oh yeah through this year it's like
1: yeah it was just it was one of those things where because there's there were so many people who were part of the same movement and idea that they were actually able to make you know an actual wave in this in this Mm -hmm. sort of unfolding and so i think it's really cool i think it's really shitty that that they were kind of like, Robin Hood was like, shut it down. We don't want anyone else getting any money. And they're probably not going to get in trouble for this, even though they should. They probably won't. But I loved, I loved that it was a bunch of like the little guys for once like taken over. And it was, it was very, it was it like Robin Hood could have become this really big icon and beacon of hope for people uh because, Steal from the rich, give yes, the, the But the, <laughs> the moment
0: marketing yes, <laughs> the moment
1: it came for them to live up to their name, they're like, "Ooh, wait, steal from the rich—the rich that we want to keep rich." Ugh, I don't know, guys. This whole Robin Hood idea might have been a bad thing. Let's let's put a pause on it. Well, I
0: I give Robin Hood like a little bit of slack there from what I from what I know and what you just told me, just because I like Robin Hood's like, their whole point was cutting out, like, the middleman. Like, they're they're giving the retail investor just, like, the average Joe, like, you and me, is, like, option to trade. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And they're kind of, like, I I feel like they're, like, they put themselves, like, in the middle and they didn't really necessarily want to be because you have the hedge fund people saying, like, stop it now, stop it now, and then you have people like you and me that are, like, saying, like, oh, it's a position that, I wouldn't want to be CEO of a company and like make a decision for it and make like the right decision or the wrong decision. It seems like whatever decision they made, they would have an angry side.
1: Yeah, of course, of course. And that's what happens when you want to put yourself in that kind of position. I would never develop an app like Robin Hood and then when push comes to shove, be like, Well, I don't know. So I don't feel bad for Robin Hood at all. I think that they put themselves in a very precarious place that they have benefited from up until this point. And when people figured out, you know, we can work together and we can actually make a change in the stock and the value and things like that, Robin Hood was like, No, 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 no. And so for me, like, fuck Robin Hood. It's like on second
0: thought, we like rich people.
1: Yeah, (laughs) like fuck, fuck Robin. That's that's my opinion about them. I know there's going to be some people who disagree, but that's what I love about stock. I've been really into stock for the last like 12 years, I believe, maybe like 15. And I love that it's a little more predictable than gambling. I hate gambling. I hate throwing away money. I don't like casinos. I think they're a joke. But with stocks, they're a little bit predictable. And if you make the right choices and can just be patient, you'll really see a payoff in the end. And so I feel like a lot of people were, you know, I know there was someone, you know, who invested $53,000 and ended up making $50 million. And so it's one of those things where, if if everything goes pear-shaped, then your $53,000, which could be your life savings, your entire life savings, is gone. But if it goes really well, you are set for life. Like, that's crazy.
0: It's like there's no happy medium there
1: no so you're, it like it's either no you're a millionaire
0: or uh you're living out of a box on, on the street yeah.
1: yeah you're a multi-millionaire or you're explaining to your kids why you don't have a college fund for them right. <laughs> like, well, it was 2021 and i heard that GameStop was going to be yes GameStop. you don't know them no they don't exist anymore
0: so. oh you buy your games on, on on a on a console now over the internet uh well, GameStop back in the day, <laughs> that's when I would buy a game and I would trade it back in and they would give me five pennies. Dollars. They would give you
1: <laughs> pennies. Oh, my God. GameStop is the biggest swindle whatsoever. I would have these games in pristine condition, collector's editions, and I'd get there and I'd be like, yes, I paid $150. I know I'm at least going to get like 20, 30 bucks. And they'd be like, we'll give you if you if you take it in cash. But if you take it in credit, we'll give you two dollars and ten cents. What do you think?
0: Right, or or if you sign up for our GameStop Plus membership and you get you get a subscription to Game Informer for uh, for twelve plus months, uh, then we can give you the full full amount. But not but no, we're we're going to take ten percent back. Yeah, so I'm like.
1: Yeah, I I actually googled like when all the GameStop was coming, you know, stuff was happening. I was like, is like I was like, I'm gonna get on this stock, but is GameStop still around? And I googled, and I was like, okay. And then I was like, oh, and the Game Informer is still around. All right, well, this sounds like a sound bet for me. Let me throw some of my life savings at it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. I I just was never. I don't know. I, it, like like I said, like I deal with stocks, but not like I deal with some tech stocks, but like really. Like I like I do a little bit of Tesla and stuff yeah. like that. And just kind of like the basic blue chip stocks. It's can... not
1: it's not for everyone. And there are definitely times where I get burned in the stock market. I get burned and then I stay away for like a year. I'm like, okay, I learned my lesson. I need to go read stocks for dummies again right. and make sure I know what I'm doing before I jump back in there. So it's it's not for everyone. It's definitely but, not for Robin Hood, clearly.
0: This is not financial advice, just letting everyone know. But uh I, I think Dropbox is gonna be the next company to explode over. Ooh, uh,
1: is that is that your hot tip? That's my
0: hot tip. Your uh, insider I, tip. I don't normally do stock advice on this show, but just the show, but <laughs> look uh, at you. I just hear uh Dropbox like over the uh over the last couple of months and, mm-hmm. and weeks. I see a lot of good things with that company. It's super it's a super valuable company and just I use the service and and just, uh, yeah, uh, I don't know. You're Especially with everyone working network. from home too. Like yeah, a lot, a lot of like, I don't know. I, I just, I just see the value kind of going up. So, but yeah,
1: stock notebook. Oh yeah, it's your stock <laughs> notebook. <laughs> my stock notebook. Yes.
0: Yeah. Uh, sorry, that one's for free, Natalie.
1: Okay, first ones for free. That's how my drug dealer did it. It's like first uh, ones for you, free.
0: Yeah, exactly.
1: <laughs> Get you hooked. Wait,
0: wait. You have you have. Oh yeah, I forgot. Uh, it's not.
1: I mean, my I, have, I was just <laughs> lamenting this. I have the laziest drug dealer, like because in D.C., I say this so much, like ad nauseum, but D.C.'s law with cannabis is super, super strange. It's the biggest loophole. We cannot buy. We cannot sell. Everything cannabis related must be a gift. And so even when I text my dealer, I have to be like, hey, can you drop off a present for me? And he'll be like, yeah. And I'll be like, I'm willing to, how much would a tip for this gift cost and (laughs) (laughs) just just put those in bold (laughs) because because they're very quick to shut down pop-ups here i've been at pop-ups that have gotten raided i'm using air quotes where like a cop will come in and be like are you guys selling stuff but like i have bought some of the most expensive t-shirts photographs, postcards ever known to man at these pop-ups because I want to get my cannabis. So I buy like a hundred dollar postcard and they're like, and free is a vape pin. And so um I again I really miss living in California. But my drug dealer is super chill and delivers to my house. But everything in text it reads like we're like reading off of a weird script where she'll be like okay look this is a gift what i'm dropping off for you is a gift and if you could paypal me a tip for my time and gas and i'm like yeah just like how much is this fucking edible gonna cost tell me
0: (laughs) the way you described it made it sound like it was like from the beginning, for the intro to a porno or something like that, it's yes. like oh, inside the bag is a gift.
1: Like, gonna, open it you, up. Would you like a, a large surprised. sausage pizza? Yeah, like <laughs> it's like you'll never believe the size of this thing. It's heavy, and I'm like, yeah, just like how many edibles are in the bag? I just need to know.
0: <laughs> like this is there's one big nug in here. You're gonna really enjoy this one.
1: <laughs> and the sad thing is, I have to pay bail her. Like when she get, I can't PayPal her too far in advance, or else she's like, I forgot that you paid me, and it's hard to find it. I have to wait until she's at my driveway or in front of my house, and then she'll be like, I'm here with a gift for you, and I'll, and she'll be like, I'll be like, okay, let me go tip you, <laughs> just <laughs> so- drop it at the front door.
0: Right, I would. You know what? I would actually have like such a fun time with that. Like in DC, <laughs> I would just troll like the. Uh- the delivery the delivery person and just like I, I don't know it seems like a like a good time but yeah yeah california it's like no one no one cared all like the excitement's california. gone even like when he was le- illegal like no one no one cared like it was just uh well it depends on what town you're in like <laughs> if you're in a small town like they would be yeah they, they would be a little bit more strict like i remember in the college i would have uh, weed, weed comf- confiscated from the uh, by the cops and they're like wow. oh even though I knew that they were probably just smoking it in the, yeah they're like, taking the back
2: it they're but taking
0: uh, it. um but um uh, yeah uh it's it's super weird like when it became legal like a few years ago mm-hmm. like so like so, I'm just now starting to see like pop-ups and like shops like yeah. pop up like in my downtown area where it's I don't know. It's just weird like going in and just being like, I would like to buy some weed, please. I
1: know. It's, <laughs> it's amazing. When I was in California, I lived in Long Beach. I had my med card for a really long time and when because I used to work in California. And so I was able to finagle. A med card, which was super easy to get. Like the doctor, I'm pretty sure the doctor who gave me the med card was stoned off his ass. His um, name is
0: Doctor Feelgood. <laughs> <laughs> He's wearing <laughs> cargo shorts and a Hawaiian shirt.
1: <laughs> I'm going to tell you the story of how I got my med card on Venice Beach. Okay, like I went to Venice Beach and I was there on vacation, and I was like, you know what? I know I'm traveling here for work in a couple, like in a couple months. I want my med card now. So I went to one of those places that was like, get your med card here. And I paid them a hundred dollars, and then they walked me down Venice Beach to another location where I had to wait in a waiting room and then I had to pay them another fifty dollars. but I had to use the a t m in this little like it looked like a weird like sandwich tattoo place. I couldn't tell what it was, and the fee on this a t m was like ten dollars. And I remember being like, $9 for for the ATM? What the hell? And he was like, you have to make a profit. (laughs) I was like, like, okay. Like clearly someone who's part of this organization owns this, (laughs) this ATM and they're making profit. So I did that, gave them $50, went back to this weird room met my doctor who was where he was he was ancient like I I was worried he wasn't actually alive when I came into the room he was sitting in like this broken computer chair like this broken leather computer chair and he had it looked like they had just placed a baseball hat on this 80 year old man and it was like sideways with the name of the med card placed and he was like, What do you need a med card for? And I was like, Well, I have insomnia and he was like, Okay, and do you also have high blood pressure and do you have this? Can you see my hands when I'm doing this? And I was like, Uh yeah, he's like, Okay, you definitely need a med card and like that was <laughs> <laughs> that was it. And then I had to pay fifty more dollars to get the med card when I left. So I ended up paying like two hundred and fifty dollars for a med card before it was legal everywhere.
0: Right, it's just they're definitely just fronts for it yeah. for for I, well not for weed because uh, that would be obvious but yeah. but like fronts for like I don't know like definitely like um, I like, I don't know it's just yeah. it's just weird it's a
1: front for something it's a front yeah. for it's ATM racketeering that's what it is yes
0: mon- money laundering <laughs> <laughs> I never had to go through like getting a medical card just because I was always. I, I don't know. I was always like afraid to get it just because I, I live mm-hmm. in small towns, like all my, uh, like all my life, and like the cops would just be like, I don't know, they would be on my ass twenty four seven. Especially if they had, uh, they would see they would have a medical card. <laughs> so when it was legal, like I, like it, it was just so weird to like go into just like a shop and just like, I know. and just like get joints and stuff like that. And I think it's gonna get even weirder, like when hopefully all 50 states will legalize it. Fingers crossed. And you would just be able to go into, like, a Walmart and just be like, uh, just point to (laughs) the cigarette carton as the weed leaf.
1: (laughs) I feel like that's going to be, like, some generic weed. It's going to be, like, the basic, basic weed. They're going to start making, like, shitty strains, especially to buy in Walmart and places like that. They're going to be like, okay, normally it's 5% THC, but here is 2%. You can get 2% in these cigarettes, a pack of five. Like, I feel like it's going to. the options are not going to be good if i'm buying my weed from walmart
0: yeah exactly like (laughs) i think marlboro has already said that they're like if if it does if it is legal like they're it's they're really going to mass market it oh of course they are yeah uh, which i'm not really looking forward to i I enjoy like 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 the weed shops like here in Cal- in california because it mm-hmm. feels like craft brewery in a way it
1: does i like every i like how every store has a different little thing happening i'm really i go to a place called high expectations in long beach all the time or MedMen, which is pretty which is pretty chill and i love that you can run the gamut of going into a dispensary and seeing like you know, it's kind of like a kid in the cage where everything's just on display with lights and like, or it's just like total stoners running the place and they're like, yeah, come on in. Right. I think the the thing that
0: uh, I, I would go to this one shop, it's called All About Wellness in Sacramento. And they came uh, like they, they started out in like this little small little shack that you would just go in there. And it was basically that vibe where it was just like, oh, hey, it's just like we're a bunch, bunch of stoners. Like, yeah. hey, you want to try this strain?" <laughs> and and it. i think it was about a couple of months ago i went in there and i was just like i, I went in there to get like cbd drops mm-hmm. just, uh, just because like i feel like i can have like like those just like on a regular basis and just not feel like i'm high and stuff yeah. like that i yeah. just get the those are the, like the best thing like ever especially like as i get older like cbd is the best oh yeah but as i was saying like all about wellness, like I'm pretty sure the pandemic has like they've done really well and most mm. weed shops, but this one, like I said, it started out in a, like a small little shack and they literally have the whole block now. It's like wow. they have like monitors and like lights and just like, or, like yeah. I walk in there and I'm just like, Wow, you guys are doing pretty well, and they just
1: smile. <laughs> <laughs> i just yeah. like yeah. I mean, when when California declared the dispensary's essential business, I was like, yes, like I was I was super stoked, even though I couldn't benefit from it directly. I was just happy for the cannabis community overall, because I was like, oh, you guys, this is going to come back. You guys said it was an essential a necessity and like we're going to use this against you. And that's what I'm hoping. I'm hoping that people start realizing that cannabis is more than what they've taught us to think it was because you know like you said you have access to all the cannabis you want but you're checking out things like CBD which don't have any psychoactive properties whatsoever and so I think it's really important that we start looking at cannabis as a genuine form of wellness for some people because there's a lot of people's lives who have changed for the better for from you know CBD or cannabis or CBN or CBG or any of these other one hundred and thirteen cannabinoids that are within the cannabis plant
0: it's definitely changed like my life for the better like during like di- even like during like like I know I talk about cBD but even during co- college when I' would just socialize with friends and just have like enormous giggle fits and just like really <laughs> great conversations like yeah. I'm having right now with you Natalie uh, but it helps uh, that we're
1: both stoned as well well yeah but, but,
0: <laughs> but it's definitely like it's it's like I'm an introvert, like normally, and like it definitely helped me like get through college and just like ma- just walk my way through the classrooms <laughs> and like force me to socialize with like the people that I don't want to socialize with that's and awesome. just like and I don't know, it's uh I've definitely had a, like a few bad trips, but oh, uh, it's it's yeah. not necessarily uh like that's like few and far between Mainly my fault. When
1: you, yeah when you don't know your limit yet when you're still figuring out like what you know what's a good dosage for me what's a good strain for me what time should I take this do I take it on an empty stomach what way do I take this I think that's like I have the same thing where there are some times where I have gotten so I've gotten stoned and it's the equivalent of like overdosing on weed you can you can have too much cannabis and it will just make you feel you'll get all the negative side effects but like I lost a whole like someone's birthday who I was trying to celebrate with I lost that whole birthday because I had too many edibles and I didn't realize they were (laughs) I didn't realize they were edibles (laughs) and so I had like four like 20 milligram cookies oh my god i thought mine was bad oh god like i don't like so much of that day is just that night is gone like everyone remembers shit but me i'm like no i was i don't like even the next day i was so stoned that the next day i was still stoned when we went out to dinner i don't remember the dinner either
0: oh my god very very that's crazy like I thought mine was bad. I, I feel like everyone, like when they try edibles the first time, which is why in California, like when you buy edibles, they literally say like, try a quarter, yes. try a third. And I'm like, it, they tell you the serving size. It's because I remember like, I was in college, like my, uh, like m- one of my friends at the time, like they, uh, they said, oh, you want to try this brownie? It's like, it's, it's got THC uh-huh. in it. I'm like, oh, sure. Like, like I was, I was in college. I was smoking before like, maybe a month or two after, like, before I tried this. So I was like, mm-hmm. I felt comfortable with it. Mm-hmm. And and then, so he was like, uh, he was like, okay, make sure you try half Marley. So he actually <laughs> told me and it was actually, he, I normally, I smoked with him like all the time anyway. So I felt comfortable with him. And so I tried half and then I got the munchies and I ate the other half before, mm. I, before it hit. Oh, and no. I remember like I was on his couch and I was just like, out like a light and i was just like <laughs> I, re- I remember like he, like he was actually s- super cool about it because i got up like I, I, and said like hey okay i'm gonna go home and i walked oh, yeah. out to my car yeah and just... he, he got in between me and said marley you're, no. you're staying here yeah and i'm like
1: <laughs> yeah that's what happened to me with when i got stoned that that birthday i told everyone at like five or six in the morning i was like guys i need to go home and everyone was like okay and i was like i need to go home and they said okay like natalie you can totally go home if you can get off the couch if you can get off the couch you can go home your keys are right your keys are on the other side of the room and if you can just get up and get off the couch and get your keys you can go home and i distinctly remember this because i was like oh no problem and then i woke up and i was like i got my keys so i'm gonna go home and everyone was just laughing they're like you haven't moved in half an hour (laughs) (laughs) they were just like you've not moved you actually went to sleep (laughs) you passed out for half an hour and i was like oh shit so i was like but this time i'm getting up and then two hours later um i did get up two hours later (laughs) two hours later but yeah it was it was yeah i know it's funny
0: because like in the moment like i had the exact same experience and like what i'm remembering especially like right now like my brain was going through like all the like yeah the steps like, uh, all the steps of like okay I uh, I, I got to get up I got to get my keys I'm like I, I'm getting I'm getting going. And then like in reality, you're just sitting there,
1: (laughs) sitting there like that is an amazing. That's why when people tell me like, "Ooh, cannabis does things to people and people go crazy on it. I'm like, I don't really know many stoners who want to do anything other than chill and have the munchies and like watch TV or whatever. Like, I don't want to do things when I'm stoned. I'm not like I'm stoned. So let's go like mm, drive this car. I'm like, no, I want to just chill and enjoy my high. Right, and, yeah. and, and enjoy my
0: four walls, which yeah, now I can totally see why they made it an essential business. They're like, they <laughs> just want people to be inside. Yeah, which we some Californians this. they don't get that. But
1: same thing here. Some Washingtonians as well don't want to stay inside. I feel like if we had weed here, maybe more people would stay inside.
0: <laughs> yeah, if it wasn't like, if it wasn't go behind like. like the third alley i have a gift for you in a bag with a bow on it
1: if it wasn't tip me for this now i'm at your door
0: (laughs) right it's like the door it's like the doordash of of weed but but you know how doordash has like gifting now you can gift like lunches wow you you only have that option oh okay so you can't buy it for yourself (laughs) you have to (laughs) just gift it (laughs) yeah you have to like text your friends or snapchat your friends and be like and be like, hey, uh, I, I need some J's. Can you order some of <laughs> me on, on E's? Can you
1: gift me? I feel like I'm turning, like, I've tried very, very hard to avoid turning into a hippie the older that I've gotten. But it, it feels like it's inevitable. Like, it feels like I'm, this is just the path I'm on. I need to embrace it because I just deleted it. Uber Eats, DoorDash, Grubhub, Postmates, I'm done using all of them because I just don't like their, I don't like how they pay their workers, but more importantly, them and Amazon as well, for some reason, I like my stuff keeps getting stolen by the people who deliver things to me. They Uh will just, they will just not deliver them or they'll be like, we can't find your house. So we we're just going to cancel order i'm like but you've been here before like i'm looking at the order of you being here two weeks ago you clearly can find me and so i'm just kind of i'm kind of over delivery services for the time being
0: right i i, I think i am too just because uh, i'm not sure if you watched the super bowl but i did I, unfortunately I, I, yeah yeah <laughs> but, but uh uh, no it screw you, Tom Brady. I'm happy for you, but still uh, but
1: <laughs> I'm happy for him too, but like I just I really wanted to see Patrick Mahome's win. I've recently started to get like educated by football and basketball, so I've actually been following Patrick for a couple of years now, and I really wanted this kid to win, like I really like him and I wanted him to win, but you know Tom brady like you know respect yeah
0: respect. he's he's forty five but he's like he's It's like a 20 year old and a 45 year old body.
1: I don't like people who just hate on Tom Brady for being the best at what he does. Like that seems too easy. Like if you're going to hate Tom Brady, fine. But give me a genuine reason. I don't want to hear people who are like, he's so good. He always goes to the Super Bowl. I'm like, this man's favorite dessert is frozen avocado. Like if he if, if he wants he just, to eat, yeah because have you never read tom brady's like what he eats
0: no i have oh my
1: gosh he eats the craziest things i mean he's 43 And he is, you know, I mean, he just won a Super Bowl against like a 24 year old. So he's in tip top condition still. And I know his whole like TB12 thing is going to be where he goes after football. But his diet is super strict. I know that he doesn't eat anything from the nightshade family. He only eats like he's like 20 percent lean meat and fish and 80 percent of his diet is just fruits and vegetables and things like that. And he doesn't allow himself to eat like fried food. Food and fun stuff and one of the things I had read was that his they were like what's your favorite dessert and he was like it's frozen avocado after a really big game I love having a piece of frozen avocado and I was like really like this man this great man this is his his simple pleasure is a frozen
2: <laughs> <slice> of-
1: <laughs> <laughs> so like yeah when he wins the Super Bowl I'm like good for him he is super disciplined in ways that I can't even fathom. So I, I'm, I was happy to see him win. Like I, you know, I wanted, you know, the Chiefs to win. But very happy to see that all of this work that he's putting in is really it's obviously off. Yeah,
0: or, working or, out or, for him, or, or just paying off. I shouldn't say finally, just because he's always won. Yeah, but, but I don't, I, I don't hate people like Tom Brady. Like I, actually I have like tons of respect for him. Just yeah. like, just like you do. But like I don't watch football very much. I'm more of a basketball like connoisseur. Mm-hmm. So I the love that I have for LeBron is like compared to like Tom Brady. Like LeBron oh. is just like, he's Really. like, I, I remember when he, uh, he came into the league. Like I, I was just getting into basketball. Like, mm-hmm. like it feels it's like th- 16 seasons. He's been in the NBA. It's like, it's, it's so crazy. And he's still dominant. Like he's still yeah. putting up the same numbers as he what as he came into the league. Like so that's like, it, I was unheard
1: of. I was very like, I didn't. The thing is, I've known about LeBron so long because he's been pop. Like, I didn't realize until I started to get back into basketball. I was super into basketball in high school and kind of in college, and then I dropped off. And I remember people talking about LeBron and how good he was, but I didn't realize the status that he was rising to. I didn't realize how much work he was putting in until. Maybe about six years ago, and I was like, "Holy shit, this guy is really, really good." And I know a lot of people don't like him because of how good he is. I'm into Kawhi Leonard. I really think he's a super, super sweet guy. I would love to like interview him or something. I think that would be really fun.
0: Yeah, uh, Kawhi is like he's he's up there, but LeBron is just like it, it's yeah, 16 seasons now. It's like it, it's a it's a, it's untouchable. Like Kawhi is still good. Like I love that he's just stay his composure just stays yeah. like the same. And I, I I remember when the Raptors won like the Eastern Conference finals and the Camera Pans to Kawhi. And the the, the joke around like the league and like social media is that he doesn't smile. No, he, I know. He
1: cracked like one he was, little smile. A little and it tiny was- smile, yeah. People were like, Oh my god, he's smiling.
0: Right. I I think that's still like a like like a gif or gif to this day of of just Kawhi just like half smiling and it's the creepiest thing ever. (laughs) But uh, I hate LeBron just because like I live in Sacramento and I'm a Kings fan Mm -hmm. and I've had to deal with 14 years of uh, losing seasons, Mm -hmm. but I'm still a fan. And I don't know. I feel like that's like the, that can be like the most magical thing like about sports is like people that are true loyalists that stick with a team. They pick a team and they stick with it. Like, I don't know, like, like you said, you're just starting to get back into sports, right? Yeah,
1: like, my, I mean, my dad was a super, a super uh, Chicago Bulls fan and also a Lakers fan. And so we went to a lot of Bulls games and Lakers games. And so that was kind of like, those were my teams as well. Um, but I never.
0: And this podcast, you're a Lakers fan. I'm just kidding. I'm just <laughs> kidding. I'm kidding.
1: <laughs> and I just never, I, I see how sports people get I have a lot of friends who are super into sports my partner is super into his soccer team and they suck but like that is his team and so he's very committed to it even though I like I watch i i watched the devastation week after week i'm like how did they do how did they do and he's like they fucking suck and i love the loyalty with sports fans to their teams that they really are ride or die they will stick with with a team i feel like i need to pick a team to to get behind
0: right i i well you're in dc so you have like Mm, the wizards but they're they're not so great right
1: now no i've seen i've I've been i've been to some wizard games um
0: (laughs) i I think that's all you have to say i've been to some wizards games um (laughs) like
1: I was looking at how much because again, it's just one of those things where I'm once I'm once I commit myself to picking up something as an interest or hobby, I am a geek. I want to know everything about it. I want to be immersed in it. And I was like, let me see what season passes cost, and they were relatively cheap. And then I did the math on some of them, and I was like, wait, I can get some of these tickets for like twenty five dollars if I don't do if I don't do the pass. So I was like, oh, I'll just do that. And I went to like six games, and I was like, oh okay i see i see i see why i wasn't going to support this team now
0: (laughs) (laughs) you guys are up and coming but
1: uh... i mean we don't even have john wall anymore so we have russell westbrook i don't want him i don't want (laughs) russell westbrook like he is a good point guard i'll give him that but i don't i don't want him i want someone i want someone i like i don't the thing is, I am such a girl in the way that once I like a team or something, you know, I said I really wanted to see Patrick Mahomes win because I like him. I think he's a good kid. I follow him on Instagram and, and uh, Twitter and I follow his partner as well. And I really look at these guys' personalities off the court. And if I don't like you off the court, if I think you dress like an idiot, Russell Westbrook, then... I'm probably not going to like you. I'm not going to support you on the court. And so that's my thing is, I think he's just, I think he's ridiculous off the court. <laughs> like, I think he's right. just, like, I think the, I love that they have personalities and that they wear, they wear their feelings in clothes, I guess. But sometimes they go too far. And he is someone who really just, <laughs> fashion choices make me laugh. Right.
0: Yeah. <laughs> it, it's interesting that you, Look at their personalities, because I feel like like in today's NBA or even sports, it's like it's, it's important. It's important. Yeah, it's all about stats. And it's like, oh, this guy is only scoring like 10 points per game. I don't care about him. Like, like cancel him and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And I'm mm-hmm. just like, do you even know who they are as a person? Do you know what they're nope. going through? It's like nope. do you, some of these players are 21 years old.
1: Oh, yeah, I know. When Imagine I, that pressure at 21 years old. Mm-hmm. some of some of the pressure they're under and i think that's they forget you know i watch hard knocks i don't know if you've seen that or not I, i've um, seen a
0: few episodes. i've seen a few episodes i
1: really lo- i'm watching like all the old ones so things i'm watching i'm like googling like oh is he still playing oh no he stopped playing 10 years ago okay and so one of the things i like about it is you do get to kind of see these guys personalities come out a little bit but the people who are producing the show uh espn they make it very clear that like, okay, this guy can run this fast. He's, he's done this many touchdowns. Um, You know, they run them through that gambit and the training and all that. And so I know it's easy for people who own these teams and essentially own these players through contracts to think of them as a product. But I feel like so much is lost when they're viewing people as this product versus people. They're just, yeah, they're just players. They're guys, like
0: exactly like like here in Sacramento. Like we drafted Marvin Bagley over Luka Doncic. You mm-hmm, probably know who mm-hmm, Luka is because mm-hmm. of all the all the memes and stuff like that. Yeah, and he's like this really great player from from.
1: uh He's like a Slovenian or something. Yes, yeah, right?
0: Slovenian. Mm-hmm. I was about to say Croatia, but, but, but <laughs> Same <laughs> sorry. thing. Same thing. Uh, yeah, <laughs> same thing. <laughs> but like the big thing is like like he was picked like before him so he's constantly going to get compared to Luca and like saying like, yeah, uh, like, oh, he's not as good as Luca. It's like, he may have, he got 20 points and 10 rebounds, but he's not Luca. And I'm like, uh, this guy is 21 years old. He's a professional basketball player. When
1: I was 21 years old, I did not have (laughs) anything to do. (laughs) Like, Like, it's like, I'm like oh you should have seen my hot mess of an ass at 21 like he's starting an all-star game and I was asking someone to come pick me up because I dropped my wallet in the river again like I really don't think you guys understand and I even read something I think maybe Stephen A said this because you know he says wild shit all the time he says yeah (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> he says he shit. Just, <laughs> he, just, he just says shit to get a rise. Like he really does. But he said something about one of the players expressing that they were depressed or feeling down and he was like, This isn't good leadership this isn't how you show you're a leader blah blah blah. get on with the game and i'm like fuck you stephen a first of all you've never played anything so like sit behind your desk but second of all these guys have real feelings real emotions real stresses and anxieties and pressure and i think sometimes it's easy to lose sight of that when you're like well they're a professional yes you're a professional but that doesn't erase your humanity from you and who you are um it doesn't mean you're never going to be scared or stressed out about anything you, they still like if you cut them, they bleed.
0: Yeah, like, they will bleed. Just, like, I promise. Yeah, uh, maybe, maybe. Uh, uh, well, yeah, they will still cut and bleed. I was gonna <laughs> say. <it. laughs>
1: like, will they bleed? Will LeBron bleed? I don't know.
0: You never know because he could be a, an android that the Lakers just signed him and you know killed what? the actual LeBron. Power to them. them.
1: The thing is, LeBron's the same age as me, and so I often think that like when I'm doing something, I'm like i'll be like oh man this is so frustrating and i'll just be like in the back of my mind lebron's the same age as you and i'll just be like oh like that just (laughs) Uh, yeah right (laughs) it's like like, oh lebron i
0: feel that i feel like that like when i see like all these players coming in the league and they're like 21 and i'm 30 31 (laughs) years old and i'm just like oh my god (laughs) it's like it's like some of the like they have like that multi-million dollar like i know like companies at at that point it's like i don't i don't know i know what am i doing wrong
1: i know (laughs) i'm like what's the formula guys clearly you guys have something okay i need to not be five feet tall i need to be six nine check i will work on on that
0: right exactly (laughs) well i'm six foot three so like i played basketball like in high school but i quickly kind of discovered that like I wasn't like, <laughs> like made for this. I was like a nerd, like enjoyed podcasting and just recording and making movies. And it's like, like when all these other like kids and like, like, um, parents were like sending their kids to basketball camp, I was like <laughs> going to film camp and like talking about video yeah. games with my friends. Yeah. So it's like, yeah, uh, it just, I just remember like one, uh, one year I was, uh, uh I think I, It was like our first practice of uh, of of like the season and everyone was like super in shape. And I come in like so totally out of shape. And and, and, uh, I I was just like, okay, this is just maybe I should just not do this anymore. I should just be an introverted nerd talking about. I shit I, on the internet with Natalie. I you know? that. Like,
1: I mean, I wasn't, thing is I am one of those people who I really did like get along with everyone in school. So I was friends with the geeks and the jocks and the art kids and whatever else. But I went to space camp because I was convinced that I was going to be an astronaut. I sucked at math, but I was like, I'm going to be an astronaut. My parents sent me to space camp and one of the simulators they gave us where we could feel what it would be like to be in space, I got super sick. Like I got super sick and literally the, the counselor, the teacher who was there, you know, cause a lot of them have worked for NASA. He came over to me and he, he like put his hand on my shoulder. And I remembered this so vis- vividly and he looked at me with sad eyes and he said, you're not going to be an astronaut. <laughs> that's so sad to say that to a (laughs) kid yeah i was was like 10 years old and the thing is i looked at him straight in the eyes and i said i know and like that was just kind of it that was the realization where it was like natalie you're never going you're never going to space like you're never going to space you can geek out about it all you want but like you were not built for space so Mm -hmm. i just have to get my kicks through like the mars stuff which is happening now
0: Oh my god! Like that. Like I, 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 I seen a tweet earlier today about the like the Mars rover, mm-hmm. and it was a super funny tweet where they basically said that NASA can land like a rover like on the surface of Mars like a feather, but we can't send electricity and heat to. <laughs> texas when they're when they're in cold <sighs> condition
1: i know i know like if if anything i love that 2020 kind of pulled back any you know 2020 2020 2020 2020 2020 yes 2020 last year 2020 yeah. Yeah. pulled back <laughs> <laughs> the the fabric of reality for some people so that they could see like hey everything's not as you think it is and i think as more things happen like this because yeah like that that rover launched you know in july and i think it's really important that people understand like yeah the money for things went to something like that versus trying to make sure people stayed warm and had food and didn't have that one dominoes i don't know if you saw the story about the dominoes that had pizza for the whole weekend and they sold out within four hours of all their pizza that, that was this week yeah that was this. Week.
0: <laughs> that's crazy <laughs> nuts yeah but yeah that that, that was in texas right was, that was in of texas just, yeah because they yeah. can't like cook anything and, and no nope. like that no nope.
1: so, in their cars
0: eating food it's the most like american thing where it's like the power is out and what do we turn to uh fast food pizza pizza, fast, fast food <laughs> unhealthy pizza. unhealthy like snacks it's like oh my god really i'm so embarrassed
1: someone in my timeline was like it's this manager who opened up his dominoes was just really trying to like think of the people and i was like bullshit he was thinking I'm going to be the only place that's open and people are going to buy my stuff. So he had a weekend's worth of food that sold out in four hours. I'd say that's a success for the Domino's owner.
0: Right. And the Domino's Corporation, which. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not a big fan of Domino's.
1: Me either. What's, what's your preferred pizza place? Speaking of pizza, like a chain. Don't tell me like something awesome that only exists in California.
0: In Sacramento.
1: because <laughs> yeah, we have some pretty good pizza. I know. Food in California is on a whole nother level. Like. Right. We, we're we kind of like New York in the way that like all the food we have here that's good is super like over the top, upscale, need a reservation, black tie kind of places. And I don't really like getting dressed up a lot. So Neither I'm like, I, so. you know, I don't I don't mind it. And in New York, you can get dressed up kind of funky and people are like, ooh, it's avant-garde and like it's artsy. But here it's like, bitch, you're, you're like five blocks from the White House. Why are you wearing like chucks? You need right. to you need to dress up. So we don't. We have a lot of upscale places, but it's just generic, like seafood and steak. We don't have anything special.
0: Oh, great! I eat Domino's every now and then, especially like when I get stoned and just like, okay, it's cheap. Just just deliver. Just just gift. Just <laughs> gift it. Put it on the doorstep. <laughs> just stand six feet away, uh, uh, and i know, just engorge in the pizza. But, but like since I turned thirty, like I re, like I discovered really quickly that like in, in college I, I would eat like dominoes like like the mm-hmm. cheesy breadsticks and like the wings mm. all in one night oh god and I, and, and, <laughs> and you I wonder would, why too. I can't play basketball anymore <laughs> I would too like trust uh, but, me but since I turned 30 I remember I tried that on my 30th birthday <laughs> and I woke up the next morning and I was just like I'm gonna die felt sick didn't <laughs> like, you? I'm like I'd, I'd never, i never feel like that. I generally try to be the like most positive person ever, but <laughs> I woke up after a Domino's pizza, cheesy breadsticks, and You're like, yeah, I'm like, I'm done. I'm like, just take me, take
1: me right now. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like that happens when you turn 30. Like 30 was the big turning point for me. I had joked with my friends that when I turned 29, that was it. I was not going to get any older and every birthday was going to be 29. And I did that until I was like 33 or 4. And we just kept having a, hey, Natalie's 29 again. And um, I'm not even super sensitive about my age because I always get mistaken for a college kid. So I'm I'm cool and black doesn't crack. So I'm not worried about that. But my body knows my real age. And so subsequently every year after 30, it's been like, hey, guess what? Your knee clicks now. Oh, try to eat that whole cheesecake. Nah, I don't think so. Oh, you want a bag of gummy bears for breakfast? Mm-mm, gonna get sick. Like it doesn't, doesn't work anymore.
0: Right. And and it's just and even like just having like the fear of like COVID, too, which is just like (laughs) when you're 30, it's just like it's it it just doesn't mix like it's just it like I I remember like like my sister-in-law like told me like like when you turn 30, like every little ache and pain, you're going to your body is going to like tell you, oh, it's a terminal illness. And I'm like, no, it's just like I sprained my ankle, or it's <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. When I start
1: googling shit, WebMD is always like, "Girl, you got cancer, you got cancer." Got- I'm like, damn it, like <laughs> no, damn like, you're it, die, you're gonna die. I'm like, I Uno. know, just, I know, Uno-, <laughs> Uno reverse card. <laughs> no, you're gonna die. um I definitely feel that. I used to be a person who could sleep anywhere. I'd sleep in a car. I'd sleep. I sleep on the floor, sleep in a recliner. Now, if I try to take a nap on the couch, like I get woken up because it's because it's like an ache. I'm like, ah, like I wake up out of my sleep. I'm like, what? Oh no, I need to go to the bed. I need to lay flat. I can't be on this couch. <laughs> like it's <laughs> bad. It's bad. And that's that's where Papa and Barclay C B D comes in. You can get them online or free shipping. I'm not a partner with them. I just love <laughs> love them but yeah this is why i use cbd and cannabis for all those aches and pains and cricks and basically just to get you through life everyday life and to, I, until,
0: our, and then until our demise until we, until yeah. we kick the can
1: <laughs> i went to the hospital twice during the pandemic last year because one i was moving stuff and like from my house um and i wasn't i guess i wasn't paying attention and in a zip car i accidentally closed my entire finger in it and i was like i like immediately pulled my hand out but it was like a delayed reaction and then all of a sudden it was just blood everywhere and (laughs) i was like ah shit and i was really mad at myself because like this is so stupid and I was crying, and everyone there was like, "Why like is it hurt and i was like, "I'm not even crying that it hurts I'm crying because I don't want to go to the e r during a pandemic and that's what was really upsetting me is I didn't want to go to the hospital in the middle of a pandemic and then like two months ago, I sprained my ankle because I was carrying a box, stepped off a curve, and just rolled my ankle and I was like damn it and so like i felt like this is me getting old like look at you old lady like you can't even walk off curb boxes anymore
0: like, right you just need <laughs> to get that life alert next i know i, in and I can't get up <laughs> oh my god
1: how I did we get here was... <laughs> um well we've, about... had, we've had weed and <laughs> oh. <laughs> we have weed yeah you know yeah. you know you were gifted weed i was gifted i actually made this weed myself this was i made some can of butter and used it in the edible um the edible cookie dough yeah like cookie dough that i made but again that weed had to be delivered very discreetly as a gift right As a uh,
0: gift. yeah the edible cookie dough that like that that's like an actual thing that's non-thc that could seems like can get confusing it could, like.
2: it, could, it could get confusing
1: right like about a, that
0: a little kid just is like a, a little kid just is like
1: oh some cookie dough and he just eats it this is he why just, you should never have children right here yes, exactly this is where this is best birth control do you want a little kid eating your edible cookie dough from the fridge no no don't have kids
0: yep that's why i made the decision long ago just like Don't have kids, Um, which is so frustrating now. I know we're going to talk about a little bit of politics. No, not really. But (laughs) like when when they sent out the twelve hundred dollar stimulus check, I always thought it was so Mm. I thought it was unfair when you would have people. I think you know where I'm going, right? Where you have people that have like four kids and they get six hundred dollars for each kid. And I'm just like. Do those people? I'm not trying to say that they don't deserve it, but they don't deserve it. But
1: yeah, it's like having it, kids it, comes with benefits. Like it, like I feel like I feel like for all the trouble it's worth, I was like, you know what, take it because I absolutely park in those parking spots that are for expectant mothers, mm-hmm. and then when people look at me, I just start rubbing my tummy and being like, oh, and no one really questions me on it. But I, you know, there's some things that having kids gets you like you know parking closer to the bookstore that i want the benefits of
0: i want financial benefits benefits. too yeah it's just like i at at that point they're not even kids anymore they're like products and it's just like it's it's it goes back to like what we're talking about basketball it's like like if you're gonna have a kid like have a kid don't like say oh they're gonna be they're they're gonna increase my income by five percent and i'm like because because in reality, they really don't because most no. of that money is going to go to their college fund and stuff like that. If I you're.
1: I was a nanny for almost a decade. Like I put myself through college, like doing that as a side job. And then after when I moved to D.C., there's a lot of senators and people who you have to have a certain clearance to watch their kids. And I had that clearance. So I did that for a while. And all of like all of that, all of it was just like, this is these are the reasons I don't want kids. Like this is so much work, but I read somewhere that if you have a kid and you know, you want to raise a kid all the way till you're 18, that the cost of raising a kid can be almost like a million dollars over its lifetime. That's, that's
0: crazy. Like, like, like if you, if you actually, so it's, that cost is like college fund, mm -hmm. like, like, feeding it, yep. uh, buying clothes. It's like, that's, that's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. I'm that's sure crazy. most of that is probably college funds because. Yeah. The situation in because America. America. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. Yep. Thank you.
0: <laughs> thank you. Yeah. Uh, thank you for, uh, Oh yeah. By the way, uh, since you're in DC, uh, you can tell Joe Biden to just screw off. Okay. With the student loan debt. Uh, yeah. 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 Uh, he says, I don't know. When I read that today, I was like fifty thousand. He says he doesn't want to cancel fifty thousand dollars of college. Debt. I know,
1: and I'm just I like, know. really? <laughs> I'm like, I was like, oh I was one of your main
0: promises. Yeah, like, I was
1: like, you said you were going to do this. As someone who had over a hundred thousand dollars in student loans, oh and God. I'm still paying. I'm still paying off. I think I still have like ten k left, and now I'm just dragging my feet because I just I'm like whatever, but like. It's like, come on, like, come on.
0: Yeah. Like, this is like when I when when I heard that news, I was just like, no, this is why I wanted Bernie Sanders.
1: (laughs) I wanted Bernie, too.
0: (laughs) It's just just like I know I don't talk about politics very much on the show, but like Bernie was the candidate for me. And it's just like it seems like he's the candidate for America. Because yeah. that's where we're trending to. But it's like. I would
1: love to see that kind of change that I believe he was going to bring. And for me, my biggest draw to to Bernie was I love when you can trace back a politician's, you know, history with politics and see that they've been on the same Path. they've kept their same ideas they've really stuck to what they believed in and that's what i loved about bernie is that you could go back and see him in like the 70s still fighting the good fight and i i really respected that i was like that's the guy i want right like, i want and this commitment
0: i've t- i've talked to many of my friends too about like just the democratic party and how like they're doing everything wrong and like as much as i hate re- the republicans they're actually kind of doing it right with like trump because they're they're getting the extreme right and like getting the extreme right to get like the backing that they actually that 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 they want to have. Like the Democrats should be doing that with Bernie. They should be putting yeah. him front and center instead of like tro- pushing Joe Biden out on a walker and being like, oh yeah, remember him? Like he was that Obama dude. I'm like I'm like oh yeah, I like I'm totally middle of the road
1: guy. Like that's what you want, right? like you don't want
0: this trump i'm like oh
1: my god i'm like i don't like to jinx anything because i just don't you know but i'm i will be really surprised if biden makes it all four years i think he'll make it four years just because he's very of old
0: well you oh, you're, you're talking about him kicking the bucket, yeah not like him getting impeached like a no, like a no. certain president twice so yeah
1: yeah, he's he's 78. I feel like at a certain point, I feel like there needs to be a cap on how old you can be to be president, because an 80 year old is not going to understand the wants desires and needs of the average age which is going to be at that point about 30 to 32 like you are 50 years past right what you know what i'm looking for and so i feel like you kind of lose touch when you're when you're 80 and you're like i'm going to speak for all of you and like the average age is not going to be anywhere near yours i feel like at a certain point you're too old like you're too old grandpa get out of here
0: right uh just just give me kamala (laughs) More karma, please. But, like, that was probably, you're you're the biggest fan of her. Yeah, I'm
1: not a super fan, but I am happy for what it represents. That's, I can say that. A black Indian, like, yeah, A uh, a brown woman being the vice president is like a huge historical footstep forward as an as a brown lady, it excites me to see that happen. Um she's not like the person I would have picked, but you know, we got someone in there. We're really behind. There's a lot of other countries who already have women in charge in high positions. And we've just been like, oh, we shouldn't do that. So that was cool to see. But I want to see some real change. I want to see some real change in this country and I'm worried it's not going to happen.
0: Yeah. Like I'm just I remember like when Joe Biden got like um snoring it sworn in on january 20th i was just like okay you know what politics are boring again that's actually <laughs> that's yeah. actually the one benefit that we can get like for these four years of joe biden where it's just yeah. like i don't have to like constantly like be worried What's about up
1: today yeah about
0: trump saying he's sending like a massive like like people to the capitol and storming the capitol i'm like like you're in dc like I think we've, we, we've talked about this before, like off the record, but it's like, what, what was that like? Like, just.
1: It was kind of, it was kind of surreal. You know, I think I told you that I wasn't really sure it was really happening because I had read in the local newspaper that there was going to be some marches and there's always marches happening here in some way or another. And so I was like, oh, okay, I'm March and I guess I'll tune in. And I watched it and I was not, you know, I wasn't very far from where this happened And when I saw it on the news, I was watching with other people and I was like, hey, is this really happening? Are we on a delay? Is this is this like an hour delay? I know it says live, but is this really delayed? And I'm like on Twitter and I'm like, oh, my God, this is really happening right now. Holy shit what right. the fuck and as someone who lives in dc like you cannot get that like normally you can't get that close to the capital like if you even look at the capital gas you will have some people come over and be like ma'am and like escort you away you can't ride your bike near it a woman got shot a few years ago oh from like god you turn by there so to see people literally pressing up against the doors and shouting and busting windows i was like oh my god the world's ending it's anarchy and then right. to have this kind of like fizzle out like it eh, wasn't that bad they're not in that much trouble i was kind of like really surprised by that just really like surprised that that's all that happened
0: yeah the the fact that they could just walk in and just be like and like i'm not trying. I'm trying not to go there, but like if they were if they were black. Oh, yeah. If they it, it were would totally been different, totally yeah. different like situation, Absolutely. which is so like when people say that there's no racist in America. Bullshit. I'm just like Bullshit. you're 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 lying. It's yeah. like it, it's it, like get get into 2021 and open your eyes and just and and see what's going on when
1: people say things like that i think they're highly highly ignorant or they are you know actively part of the problem because those are the only two reasons when people say like i don't see color that's awesome but other people do and you have to be in that reality that other people do and other people are treating people a certain way because they are judging them based on the color of their skin they are hurting them because of the color of their skin and it's important that even if you feel like I'm a person who doesn't judge people, you know, in the real world that there are people that are doing that and you can't just pretend it doesn't exist and hope it goes away. You really need to confront this head on face to face. Well, it like for
0: someone like me, like growing up, like in small towns, like being half black and half white, like I was uh, like, people noticed me. People would like, like I would get caught. I would get pulled over for Mm -hmm. like, Doing a California stop like just rolling through a stop sign but like my white friend would like like oh, yeah. he wouldn't get pulled over yeah. but like it, it was so weird like kind of being like um uh going through that experience and then moving to Sacramento where mm-hmm. more like where there's more melanin like in skin yeah like I like uh, people like kind of turn my turn their head like like when they see me but like when they see like my <laughs> African-American friend like they're they're like they're like they doublethink like, oh. and stuff like that. Wow, yeah. Just, I, like it was so so weird. Like growing up like that and then moving here and just being like, okay, so maybe I'm like I don't know. It's <laughs> it, it was so confusing. Like I'm. Oh just yeah. Like,
1: oh no. I I know how that is. I grew up in a town of less than two thousand people, and we were like one of five black families that lived in the town and so I definitely recognize what it's like to kind of feel there were literally people who lived on my street and kids I went to school with I saw every day at school I could play with at school I could play with at my house in my yard but I was not allowed in their homes because their parents were like no we don't let black people in our house and so um and you know I was born in 84 I was I was this was like the mid-90s so this isn't anything that's so fantastical you can't imagine when that time was um and i just worry that people have you know some people are ignorant to that the experiences that you or i or someone else may have had during that time and even now even in present day i think it's really naive to to not recognize what's happening here Mm
0: -hmm. i I think like what happened to me was like it, it, it was like an identity crisis at that point because I grew up like thinking like I'm half black, half white and I come down here and then people are saying like, Oh, you're white. Like, like I know I have black friends. Like I know what black people Mm -hmm. look like. And I'm like, uh, (laughs) that's like the most racist thing you could ever say. It's like, it's so, it, it, it was so frustrating where it's like, like, I literally had to like go talk to like my mom and like, she, like I'm adopted. Like I was raised by like white parents and, 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 like, she, like my mom would literally like show me like my biological mother. and, like, this is, this is your mom. This is your dad. Like your dad was black. Your mom was black. Yeah. Like, I promise. It's like, I'm like, okay, okay. It's just. I don't know it's just so it's it's so it's, it's a weird crazy
1: world. it is it's a weird world, and you know the concept of race is really just kind of made up by us because it's literally just a pigment of skin, and it has to do with how far away we were from the equator and you know the sun and things like that, places that got more sun that didn't, and it's literally just a product of us colonizing in different places versus it being a you know an us versus them mentality and so I I really urge everyone who feels like uh oh, this isn't a problem for me it's a problem for someone else and I'm not comfortable living in a world where there's a major problem like this or other problems I'm really I'm this week I've really been on the like Jeff Bezos could stop starvation mind. Like, I've just not been able to get this out of my head. Um, I was like, just I was just curious earlier this week. I was like, how much would it cost to stop world hunger? And I Googled it and I was like, oh, my God, like Jeff Bezos, single handedly him or Elon Musk could stop world hunger.
0: Like they could, but they just choose not to. I couldn't
1: have that amount of money and not do something fantastical for the human race like that.
0: Right. Yeah. I'm the, I'm the same way. And it's like, I know a lot of people like, like to say like, Oh, why are you hating on Jeff Bezos? You're just jealous of no, like the I'm money that he has. I'm just like, no, like he got kicked out of his own company for <laughs> yeah. like, they they say he stepped down, but I'm cool, pretty uncle. sure they, like, they kicked him out just because of yeah he was about to get, receive a bunch of mm-hmm. like hate and heat and just, I don't know, like Amazon, i I'm, yeah. Either. I'm
1: trying to get off the teat of Amazon. You know, you can go and look, you can get us, you can get that Excel file that shows you how much you've spent on Amazon every year. Mm-hmm. And I've been an Amazon Prime member for over a decade. And so it shows you and every year it's just gotten more and more. And so last year I spent 10K on Oh on God. amazon and i was like fuck me and so my new goal is to just get off the teat of amazon i'm gonna stop using amazon i want to get to a point where like i don't need amazon anymore
0: right uh, we're I, in I a very
1: codependent relationship
0: i in. <laughs> i'm in i'm in <laughs> that same boat but i watch a lot of amazon content like prime video like yeah i feel like i, I feel like i feel i feel guilty like like what happened today like when I need like an Xbox like charger so I can stop mm-hmm. using double A batteries. <laughs> I went on Amazon and bought that and and no. they're like, you no know what same day shipping. You know what? I Fuck know. I get it I'm getting it in I think right after we start recording it, this <laughs> and I'm just like, you no know what? I feel really bad because someone's probably making like fourteen an hour mm-hmm. like struggling to find this charger and I'm just like, all because I wanted it today today
1: i know i'm like i'm
0: such an asshole
1: it's to be fair like this game is rigged against us like we're damned if we do we're damned if we don't i think the best you can do is try and minimize your your you know your patronizing of places like that like try to get local if you can but you know it's i don't think anyone is going to be able to fully never rely on quote-unquote big business for anything because everything's been set up in such a way that you have to like you kind Mm -hmm. of have to in a certain way so my goal is at least to i'd love to just get to 2k a year on amazon to come down from 10 to 2k that's my goal this year
0: i'll I'll have to look at see how much i spent on Amazon. oh yeah like Like,
1: get that spreadsheet it'll show you every year you've been like it's it's just tagged to your account and uh, i'll send you the link for it
0: yeah um Yeah, send me that link, because, like, I I see myself as, like, I gotta buy stuff on Amazon, but I don't, like, I'm not, like, I don't go on shopping sprees. Like, it's hard for me to, like, like, when I see, like, those Black Friday people, like, going going out to the stores with no masks on, and just, like, buying their third TV, and I'm like, do you need three TVs? You live in a studio apartment. It's, like, for the people that I know, it's, like... It's, oh, people it's, here
1: it's, shot like someone got shot a couple years ago on black friday over a television and i'm just like uh no no yeah. i think it's just because like i
0: worked for walmart for five years oh, and i and <laughs> <laughs> yes i'm so very sorry. sorry i will never get those five years back uh but seeing like being in those queue lines and like telling people like you can grab this item it's like I just hate consumerism. Yeah. It's, it's so, it's like people are so brainwashed to be like, Oh, I need like the next big thing. I need the 42 inch TV or the 50 inch. It's like, it's so, I don't know the way we, the like an associate for Walmart, like a manager, like mm-hmm. the way we market like to these people, it's disgusting. It's I like, know. it's, I finally was just like, no, I'm just, I'm done. And just, got a better job and like pay, it pays more and I feel good about like what I do now. It's yeah, like Yeah. Yeah. That's
1: it's I feel like you know, everyone deserves and likes nice things. I think it's okay to like nice things, but I think conscious consumer net, consumerism can be tricky for a lot of people you know when you when you have a system that doesn't work from the top all the way to the bottom you put people in a position where they're choosing from the lesser of two evils and because we're set up in such a way we've got commercials we've got ads we've got i don't know if you see now when you pause hulu it comes up and it's like hey do you want to buy this thing like scan this qr code and i'm like no i don't but my mom is one of those people who she will see a car commercial and she'll be like oh, i want that car and i'll be like what and she'll be like yeah that's my next car and i'm like well how did you decide that and she's like this is a really great commercial and like that's how she decides to get cars and it's puggled my mind because i've been like how how did that commercial get you but that's how marketing works. You know, I have a marketing background and I know all about the tricks that they've used over time to get people in this mindset of spend, 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 spend.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, like I I went to school for like graphic design and like video production and wanted to get into like marketing and then just getting going to when I got the job <laughs> at Walmart and just saw like all like the dirty tricks. I was just like, mm-hmm. I'm not interested in this anymore. Can I just like... make a podcast where i talk to people and understand like where they who they are as human beings and just like i don't know it's like that's that's kind of like my goal of like anything that i create it's just like i i just i I just want to know who this person is and just like and like i want to get something from anything that i put out Mm -hmm. so it's like
1: you you have a lot of thoughts for a cog in a machine like we're we're breaking we're breaking norms here like this is not what this kind of system is set up for they don't want people asking a lot of questions and having a lot of thoughts about these things because when you stop to think about it and you really follow, you know, you follow the chain of events and where we are and where we're going it's kind of scary like mm-hmm. it's kind of scary to think about this i you know i i just again i'm a geek and when i want to know about something i go and research it and i read that the average american owns three and a half credit cards and has $17,000 in debt.
0: And That's I think nuts. that, I think that my like little $10,000 of debt is like a lot. Cause it's like, I can't like, like I make payments like every, every single month, but it's just mm-hmm. like, I'm just like, it, it just feels like it's, it's ongoing. It's just like, it's, it's like the, it's like we're the hamster in the wheel and we're just constantly like, just, just running in that, in that wheel and we're not going in going anywhere. And yeah. it's like,
1: yeah no i'm 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 with that. I refuse to own a credit card. I have not owned a credit card in over a decade. The only debt I have to my name is my student loan. And I just had to take a step back because growing up, you know, my family of four, we owned. We owned four beds and three dressers and four couches and two dining room tables and like, you know, all of this stuff. We had like five cars and we all played sports and we, we did things. And I just felt like we were just living to consume, like to like excessive consumerism. Like my parents and my family were very, very materialistic going up, very, very, Um, trying to keep up with the Joneses and like, what can we buy and what can we have? And I saw where that can lead. And even though they went through bankruptcies, they still didn't, they never learned that lesson. They kept just buying more and more and more because they kept getting lines of credit and things, even though there was no real reason to give it to them.
0: Right. It's like, it's like our, like going back to like marketing, it's like our brains weren't designed to take in like all the images that, that uh that these companies are throwing at us like i'm not sure if you've seen social dilemma like i bring this up like every single time every single time like we're talking about like just like like human beings and decision making and stuff like that like it's like these companies like they like they make money like pushing like all these products and like Mm -hmm. making us think like a certain way it's like like they benefit from that like facebook benefits from like you like liking someone's post talking about like chicken wings or something like that and then you'll start seeing like like buffalo wild wings like like ads it's like it's so it's such a weird concept of advertising and marketing but it's it's changing our brains for like for for like the worst i think
1: i absolutely think you're right i think the television and the internet especially has brought kind of what i call lifestyle envy. It's brought a level of lifestyle envy into our lives that we've never ever experienced before in human history. Prior to the advent of the digital age, we were just you would just envy the person who lived next to you or around you, but you had some things in common. You lived in the same neighborhood or you know, you went to the same school. But today's media age has caused us to really envy and expect lifestyle norms well beyond some people's incomes by promoting the lifestyles of the rich and famous as superior and things that we should envy and i think only an intentional rejection of excessive consumerism can quietly silence that desire to constantly upscale your lifestyle norms. I know this as someone who was in that cycle of being like, "Okay, I need to have a better car and a better house and a better this and a better that, because that was what was being fed to me on a constant daily basis. I used to work for the media and I worked with a lot of um, celebrities and things like that. And so going to parties and after parties and red carpet events I got in that mindset of being like okay yeah I need this I need to I need to keep up with this but there's really no need for that.
0: Right. Yeah, it's I I I discovered like very quickly that I don't really need what everyone else like has and like I don't have that desire to like want like like everyone else but it's just like I don't know like I it's sad like especially when you watch that, that documentary like you basically like hit like all the points so I'm surprised you haven't seen it just because it's like it's, it, it. I don't know. It's it's sad. Like when you see like these like teenagers just getting brainwashed to. Oh, I know. Like like I don't know. Like it like even like when I walk into a grocery store, like I like I'm so, uh, like I get mad like when I see like like a mo- mother like giving like her daughter like like the iPhone 12 or whatever. And oh they're just, yeah. Like, scrolling around, I'm just like they're like they're. Brains weren't designed to like take in like that information just yet, like on a constant basis. Yeah, exactly. It's I don't know. It's so
1: I I, I'm worried about. I don't want to be
0: depressing, but it's like
1: (laughs) (laughs) I'm worried about these kids though. Like this is the generation that's coming up that's going to be in charge of everything, and I'm worried about these kids. You know, I have a friend who has a nine year old and. Right now, at least what she has said, and I've known them for five years when I first met her, she wanted to be an astronaut, and I wanted to be like, Oh, don't go to space camp. But I didn't tell her that. I didn't want to crush her hopes. And now I asked her, like, a few months ago, you know, what she wanted to do, and she was like, I want to be a YouTube star. And I was like, Oh, no. And I wanted to, like, shake her and be like, No. But, like, that's all she does. Like, all her parents do is put her in front of her iPad almost all the time. If she's not in front of the iPad, she's in front of Netflix and that's it. And like, I'm the only one who's like, hey, want to color, want to build something out of these sticks, want to do? want to go outside and fall down on your bike. That's good stuff. And she'll be like, eh, I just want to play Minecraft. And I'm like, oh, no, like, let's not let's not do that. So like, I do worry that some of these kids brains are being stunted by the, you know, the things that are being shown to them and like you said i don't think their little minds are able to handle this right like i think like they can to to an extent
0: but it's all about how you use it like the tech like if you treat technology as a tool as as compared to like something that's going to benefit your life like technology and like minecraft and like all these like games and like tools and experiences you treat it as like a learning experience and like like, what can I get out of this like experience, and and like treat it like a tool, like I said, instead of something that's like, oh, I'm going to make a lot of money doing this. It's like mm-hmm. it's it's yeah. like it two different two different schools of thought. Of, it, 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 at least in my camp, but like, yeah, because yeah. like I w- I had like that same thought of like I want to like create content on YouTube and like be like not necessarily a star, but when we were growing up, like YouTube was like way different than what it is now. Mm-hmm. It was very much like like nerds just getting on and <laughs> yeah just,
1: yeah <laughs> was, you went there to learn shit
0: <laughs> yeah or watch like pirated episodes yeah, of too, yeah.
1: So, but or anime it, yeah like that's where you went
0: yeah but uh i don't know it's it's a i guess like what i'm trying to say is like it's how you use the technology and use it for use it for good but We've been talking for like ninety minutes and doesn't feel like that.
1: <laughs> so time flies when you're stoned, right? <laughs>
0: <laughs> but uh, I don't want to hold up like all your time. But this has been fun, Natalie. Like, thank you. I know it's. It, I was thinking about it today. I was, I was excited to record this episode just because I was so glad that we can actually have like a conversation instead of talking about giant toilets or ramen noodle water or whatever. <laughs>
1: I know. I was like, "Oh my gosh! I don't know how to talk to Marley without a slideshow. <laughs> like, what, what will I say to him? Like, what, what will I do? Like, I right? We it's managed. So, we managed. Yeah,
0: I think we managed. We, we talked managed. A, a lot of random stuff and yeah. some really cool stuff. But um, uh, I'll let you close out. I'll be like, uh, where, where, Natalie? Where can you find like your podcast <laughs> on the internet? Or what? What do you do?" <laughs>
1: I, l- I just, again, I love how stoned you sound. I appreciate this. Oh, thank you. You can, <laughs> you can find me on the web. I am on Instagram at stoned and social. I also have my coaching website, which is mysoulrenity.com. You can go there if you want to work with me. I'm pretty chill, but mostly I'm on Instagram and I'm posting stoner memes and I'm trying to educate people about conscious cannabis use so come hang out with me follow me there listen to stone and social every wednesday drops at midnight eastern standard time new episodes um and that's pretty much it like i Uh, super enjoyed hanging out with you
0: yeah for sure say same like and i enjoy as much as we hate on sammy like i enjoy (laughs) doing our little episodes of whatever it is but yeah whatever
1: he's gonna throw at us yeah exactly
0: (laughs) But yeah, uh, thank you, Natalie. Um, this podcast was edited by Abdul. You can find his services on Fiverr.com. Uh, he does a really good, job, great job with every single episode. And Natalie and I are signing off. Bye. See ya. Oh, and wear a mask. Wear a mask. Social distance.